0: Welcome back to another episode of Cheer Shots to the Cranium. I am your host, Stephen Goforth. I'm back with another fantastic interview with The Awakening, also known as The Ascension from WWE. These guys are fantastic, wonderful guys to talk to. I had a really good conversation with them about so many different things. Number one, their affiliation with Universal Championship Wrestling. They had a show coming up September the 12th. In Greenville, South Carolina, talking about that and also how much they enjoy being a part of Universal Championship Wrestling and what kind of great organization that is to work for. Also talk about their history in the wrestling business, starting out in NXT and being the longest reigning NXT champions ever. Their call up to WWE, how they felt about their characters, where did the name Awakening come from? How did they develop their characters as the Ascension? They're extremely entertaining segments with Rizongo on the fashion files. And so much more. You don't want to miss this interview because these guys are taking the independent wrestling scene by storm, doing what they do best and being one of the best tag teams in professional wrestling. Make sure you go check out universal championship wrestling at ucwtv.com. Again, that's ucwtv.com. You can also buy tickets on the website to any show that they're going to have coming up. You definitely want to make sure you can check out the Ascension Again, coming up September the 12th, 2021 in Greenville, South Carolina. Without further ado, let's jump right into the interview with The Awakening, a.k.a. The Ascension. Ladies and gentlemen, my guests today are two men who form one of the most intriguing and dynamic tag teams in professional wrestling. They have experienced success all over the globe became the longest-running tag team champions, dominated countless opponents with their innovative yet powerful in-ring tactics, and they're now experiencing success and domination on the independent wrestling scene. It's my honor and pleasure to welcome Big Con and Vic, the Awakening, also known as the Ascension. Guys, how are you doing today?
1: Good, man. Thanks for having us. Thank you for having us. Yeah. (laughs) Hell of an intro.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Pleasure's all mine. appreciate you guys taking the time. So, like I said earlier, you guys are dominating the indie scene. You're making your second appearance with Universal Championship Wrestling on Sunday, September twelfth, in Greenville, South Carolina. Tell me about your experience so far with UCW. I believe you guys are going to be in a four corners match at that event.
2: Yeah, well, so far, you know, it's been pretty positive. Um, you know, we uh, just started meeting. Uh, we just met Ron, Mister Ron Gossett. You know, last uh, the last TV taping that we did and you know apparently he liked what he's seen and honestly it's uh it's kind of what we best of what we do we left uh you know pretty much what we do best and that's you know pounding on people and leaving lanes so i think we made a pretty good impression the last time we were there yeah
1: i definitely agree with that i know i liked it um it was definitely a great a great show i liked um just how everything was set up now ron's got everything running and um like, there was some pretty awesome talent on that show. Um, Big Papa Pump? Yeah. Like, that was awesome <laughs> for me to get to watch Big Pop and Pump in person. I've, awesome. a, I've loved Steiner forever, you know, both him and his brother. But even just watching him still go out and do it was pretty cool.
0: Yes, Scott, um, former UCW champion. He's been with the, with the organization for a number of years. Pretty cool. Well, you guys will be joined uh, on the card by – Eric, uh, Redbeard, AKA Eric Rowan. He'll be at the show on September 12th and also, uh, universal heavyweight champion Carlito will also be there. So I tell you what, it's going to be something you don't want to miss. It sounds like it's going to be a really, really good show. And, uh, you guys being a part of it and and coming in there and, and quite possibly dominating that four corners, match should be, uh, very interesting.
1: Kind of what we do. (laughs) I mean, we've wound up in quite a few of these so far. Um, since we've been on the indies. So this one will just be another one under the belt, a bunch more people left land. Well,
0: let me and ask you ended. a question. How did you come up with your new name, the awakening? Is that sort of a, a reference to your, your move away from WWE or is that from something else?
1: No, it actually, <laughs> no, it's actually it's, interesting. Right. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think we had sat around and tried to figure out a new name for quite a while. Um, while we were, you know, just in purgatory, more or less. And we really couldn't decide on anything. And then um, we were doing a podcast with uh, Lewis Nichols over in the from the UK. And his buddy, Just Dave. Um, just Dave. Yeah. He said, I, I got a name for you guys. And, you know, I know a lot of the times we hear stuff and we're just like, oh, okay. And he said it in... We both just kind of like stopped and like all stared at each other like nothing to you know, didn't have anything to say. And he's like, What what do you guys think? And we're like,
2: Oh, I think that's it. <laughs> I wanted to rag on it so bad, and it was so good. I was like, I oh, yeah. never thought of that. That is so yeah. good. And it just suits uh um, I yeah. think this time in our life, you know, and where we're at. So it's it's almost it was too too perfect. Yeah. It's just hungry.
0: Yeah, I agree. I, I thought it was great when I heard that. I was like, "Wow, what a great name!" I mean, and mm-hmm. I, and quite honestly, that's why I asked if it's a reference from your move from WWE because you know, moving away from there, sort of a, awakening your characters, awakening as a person, awakening as a team, you know, starting something new uh, as you as you move away from that, and that's kind of what popped in my mind. I was curious to, to hear your thoughts on that. So that's that's interesting.
1: Yeah, no, hundred percent
0: agree. Like
1: I, even the more I think about it, like I walked walked by the shirt you know, on my bag earlier. And I was just thinking all those exact same things, like in every aspect, life, work, you know, it it couldn't fit any better right now. That's for sure. Right.
0: Well, let's take a trip down memory lane for a second. You guys formed as a tag team right at 10 years ago, roughly. When you came up with your look and your persona, were you influenced by any classic tag teams when you did that? Like the road warriors, like demolition, but where did that inspiration come from?
2: Well, I think 10 years ago, well, when we first started doing this, it really didn't even have uh, that Road Warrior-esque type look of anything. There was no shoulder pads or anything. It was more of a, I, would, I don't know, Vic, you, I would say more, it was more like a goth type feel, right? Yeah,
1: definitely. Because even like a band like yeah, because, you know, that was kind of the incarnation of it before um i was the, you know before we teamed up and then you know i remember trying to figure it out you know what they wanted me to do when they finally gave me the go ahead you know and, and put us together and i was like well <laughs> let's see let's see what happens you know what i mean and <laughs> you know definitely like when i started with you you know i had the black contacts and the, the steampunk goggles yeah. and um you know, that kind of thing. And then we just kind of kept evolving until, you know, WWE changed us and then we had to still evolve again within that. Um, but I mean, I don't know what I would ever say for influence. Like, I remember when I kind of changed to baggier gear, I was just looking at like black metal design stuff that people were wearing and whatnot like that. And, um, you know, it wasn't so much looking at other wrestlers um and what they were doing i was trying to figure out something different you know but i always kept you know our designs i think you know even like just our um i guess technically our little name design like our initials or whatever on our gear um i stole mine from a (laughs) from clive barker actually uh and a symbol that he that he used in one of his stories and I was like, "Oh, I'm just going to change it a little bit because it's a V
2: anyway," um, and so that's where that came from. And I wish I had a cooler story with that, but I really don't <laughs> because once Vic had the V, I said, "Well, you might as well make a circle around it and put a K into it because it just looks good." So, yeah, you know. But <clears throat> I really, I I agree with with Vic on this because I even with me, like I really didn't have an influence on any type of tag team either. Um, I think we were just trying to be us. Uh, And that's what you saw, I think, through the NXT version of what you've seen. It was just who we were. We were just amped up times 10. Like, we both love metal. You know, we're both pretty intense when the bell rings. And that's just what you got. There was no, you know, road warriors or demolition or powers of pain. Number one, you can't even replicate those guys because they're just who they are. Like, uh, you know, so we were just us. And that was... You know, I think what the the universe took us as, like, just as who we were. And then, you know, powers to be, they had a vision and they wanted to, to make it to be something. And we just, you know, rolled with the punches and we just decided, okay, well, this is what it is. And we'll just evolve however we evolve in it. I
1: can remember, actually, we never even thought about comparing ourselves to any other team until... It was one of the one of the first NXT takeovers we did. Um, and we were backstage, and I remember we were talking to Bill Apter. And he was the one that I first heard made the comparison of how we were like, if the Road Warriors and Demolition and like, I don't know if he said Midnight Express or Rock and Roll Express, but he's like, if all of them had some weird love baby tag team, <laughs> that would be you guys, and you know, we just laughed and we're like, "Geez, I never even thought about that."
0: Well, speaking of NXT, you guys uh, still on the longest reign as NXT tag team champions. I mean, you guys really laid the groundwork for NXT. When you look back, what really stood out to you as the best part of that long run, and is there anything that maybe you would have done differently during that time?
2: I think on my end, I don't think I would have changed really much of anything, and I think that was what no. the was, is because we worked so hard. Um, and you know, we, we did so much, you know, comparatively to what you know it was now. Um, with the grind, it was so much more and working through injuries and things that you had to do. Um, I, it made it that to me, it made it that much more special when we actually did get those championships. Um, because we, you know, Vic and I had you know really put everything that we had into it, so I don't think I would change a thing on my end because it. I don't think it would have been as special to me to not only, you know, win those titles, but to keep them as long as we did, because that was hard work that we put in. Yeah, that's for sure. Um, no, I agree with you on the, I, like, I wouldn't change a
1: thing. Like I couldn't go back and change a thing anyway, even if, you know, there's nothing to change. Um, it really, I mean, it was, it was like when you went to work every day, you had something to prove you know what I mean? To keep, keep ourselves where we were. And it was always, I mean, I feel like everything we did was a challenge, but a challenge that like you kind of enjoyed, um, even when you didn't think you were more or less. Cause like, I always felt so driven at that time. Like, I don't know if I've ever felt any more driven, uh, in my life than at that time, just to do what we did. And, um, like now, looking back at it all, even like I, I've said, I didn't, I didn't really think about it for a long time after we we left um, WWE about being the longest reigning NXT champions, and it kind of wasn't until the last few months. Well, I guess, I guess since COVID hit, um, I didn't think about it. But when they started just releasing so many people, and I realized that you know we were still the longest reigning NXT tag champions, I was like, man, we were the only people that they really invested in like that, um, in the longest time. So that's still a pretty awesome honor to hold that, you know, thinking about it in in those terms, even.
0: You guys, you guys got the phone call or got pulled aside roughly 2014 says, Hey, you're moving up. You're getting the call up here. When that happened, uh, did you see your characters you know, staying the same as you moved up or were you wanting to explore other ideas when it come to your persona? What were your thoughts there on that call up and, and maybe what could happen to you as a team?
2: Well, I, I think for, for me, um, I didn't think anything was going to change um, until uh, Dusty had kind of talked to us briefly about some stuff that was going to happen possibly. Um, and then of course, you know, you, here's the deal. Like at the end of the day, I mean, you can either roll with the punches or you don't. So if you decide you don't want to do it, well, guess what? There's going to be another team waiting in line to take your spot. Right. So, mm-hmm. you know, you just try to, you know, no matter how negative sometimes things could be, you always make, you always try to make them as positive as you can. Um, and it's just one of the, and I think that's just in life situations when we saw, And again, this is just me speaking. When we saw what we saw, it was like, okay, well, it's kind of like a double-edged sword because you're like, oh, man, this is nothing like what we thought that we were going to be. But two, I think we had worn out our welcome at that point by, you know, the time we spent in NXT that the coaches, you know, and Dream and this, uh, and Ryan Katz were probably just happy to see us go because they, they knew how hard we had worked. So it's kind of, it was like that fine line for me yeah i mean uh
1: i know when when i saw the pictures of what they wanted us to be i was like well that sucks because that's not really us (laughs) like that's uh that's some weird vision you know what i mean that just they had creative do up and i was like we'll deal with it um when we get there type of thing and i think at that minute too it was just like okay we're gonna go let's go this is something else to uh work with is just another challenge we're going to work around and you know even at first with what they had us doing it was like okay this is just going to be something else we're going to overcome and you know work around and we'll have it work out one way or another and uh you know it worked out the way it did (laughs) and unfortunately we never really got to evolved the way we wanted to i think you know we still had a lot of good evolution but you know we didn't go up and go in as as who we should have or you know who we were at the time so
0: what's your opinion on uh being scripted and maybe sometimes too much and yet having the freedom to implement your own creative ideas i mean did you guys feel like you were handcuffed Uh, when it comes to certain things, or did you have the ability to be creative and do what you kind of wanted to do or have a lot of input there? I mean, what would you prefer? Would you prefer to come up with your own segments like we're seeing other companies starting to do now?
2: I I personally think anybody would, to be honest with you. Because that's, you know, being true to who you are. Um, right. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that when you're not true to who you are, fans can see through that anyways. Um, yeah, definitely. And you're being something that you're not, you know, so that's already that's already an uphill battle. But, you know, for me, I, I think that it, I think there should be, you know, bullet points when it comes to certain things for me specifically. But I just believe that at the same time. Like some of these mega stars that you've seen throughout their careers that we've all grown up to love and to watch and see, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, you know, had free free reigns. They could say whatever they needed to say or what they wanted to say. And and that's why you get these mega stars, you know. So I, I think I I truly believe that you should be able to just free flow with a lot of your stuff. I really do think that you should have your angles um, written up to the way that you want them to go. Because to me, that just makes good business. Yeah, definitely. Like if I I agree with that on the like fact of,
1: you know, when you're doing something and you're working towards the goal or like the end of your storyline type of thing, there's nothing wrong with that being planned out. But I think when you have other people putting words in your mouth and they don't i don't know kind of like if they don't identify with you and you can say their words and you feel that they're wrong but they don't you know what i mean feel it it like it makes it really hard things don't come off as good as they should um and you know i think that was like a big difference with us and like what they had us saying when we started to compared to what we were saying at fashion vials which is as goofy as that was there was so much more creative freedom in there, and that was so much more fun and entertaining you know for everybody so,
0: yeah that's that's a great segue what i'm going to talk to you about here in just a second for sure, but adding to what you said big con about you know stars I think stars are created whenever they can be themselves you know and and have that input and it's like an actor or an actress and you know, they can choose a role they want to take on if they feel like they can become that person become that persona you know and I feel like if you're in that environment that maybe WWE putting some of the wrestlers in that, you know, there doesn't matter whether you like it or not, you got to do this. So I feel like that's why I asked that question. You got to kind of give and take a little bit here and kind of like we're seeing AEW do and some other uh, promotions, UCW, you know, be yourself. You have some input here. Let's let's do this together and let's try to make the best character we possibly can for you and for the fans. I mean, what do you, what do you think about that?
1: I mean, I agree. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, definitely. Like, I I think about when, I mean, we've heard, you know, me and Connor have had the ability to talk to a lot of awesome people, and a lot of them had to say, like, they had to take a chance and maybe do something that they thought they weren't supposed to do or could get in trouble for in those situations. But it usually worked out for them. But still at that point, they were in those situations where they were able to take that chance and kind of, like, prove it to Vince. Right. Um, you know, in the, in those aspects of like, Hey, this is who I am. And like, let's see how this goes because then if they do it and it doesn't work out, well, it's on them, you know what I mean? And it's, you know, I've heard a lot in the business, would you rather die on your ship or on somebody else's ship? Yeah. Great point. Well, you know, and I mean, that that's a big difference, I think, with a lot of talent. Um, and I know sometimes, like, even for us, we'd end up doing some of our stuff live sometimes. And we'd always kind of get annoyed during the recording of certain backstage segments because there's just, like, something about it sometimes. It just feels weird. Um, and then we'd, you know, have to do, like, the – I don't know, what was it, the Thanksgiving thing or something live where it was all this goofy stuff, and people would be stressed out about it. And I think for us, yeah. we are always just more comfortable – being like, well, we only got one shot at this, so we better do it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So true.
0: <laughs> so let's talk about the Fashion Files, because I had that on my bullet points here. I was like, I have to ask them about this, because I was extremely entertained with you guys, with uh, the Fashion Files, with Brazongo. Did you guys enjoy showing that more comedic side to your characters, or did you prefer to just be more menacing and dominating of a tag team? What, what did you think about that?
2: I enjoyed it. It was, I think um, from, you know, my aspect of it, I think that one, I think, you know, it it opened up a different avenue for Eric or Vic and I, and we got to go out there and we got to showcase something that the fans really weren't used to seeing number one, which is kind of cool because, you know, they're always used to seeing these big guys that come out and, you know, or like, you know, blah, 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 you know, we're going to kick your butt and there's nothing you can do about it. And then you get to see these guys dress up like, you know, janitors walking around, you know, getting picked on or putting wigs on or, you know, just uh, just letting loose, you know, and it was so much fun. And I think the fans had a lot of fun watching it as well, because you know the reactions seemed to be pretty good. Anyone we've ever talked to, they seem to have really enjoyed it. Um, and which is funny because originally, <laughs> when we did our first one, we were like, "Oh boy, this is this is going to be kind of rough."
1: <laughs> yeah, we—I don't even think we'd seen them do it before. And then we were in a, just wound up in a closet for like half a day. with we chains and yelling and screaming. Uh, yeah, <laughs> when we we're over in England, we were, and we we're like. You know, and in between filming stuff, like I didn't even leave the closet. I just sat in there. I was like, I'm not. This is dumb. I'm not leaving. I'm just gonna sit in here and be the closet or something. I don't know. And then when we saw it, it worked out so well, and it just kept going on and being so much more fun with everything we got to do. Um, I mean, that's still one of my favorite things that we did. And two, we just got to, we actually got to feel and see the crowds change, like their reaction to us yeah. change. And you know, like one of our one of our last few uh, European tours, I remember we went over, and they still had us booked as like being against them at first. And the crowd was like, "What's going on? This doesn't make any sense." And I, I remember the agents having to like call and be like, "Hey, we've got to change this. Like the people are." up to date on what's going on on these guys (laughs) over here uh we got we got to switch a bunch of the booking
2: so you know that was pretty awesome to see um it was nice too because that was like something that for damn i mean i want to say for the longest right vic like we never did anything like that together so it was refreshing it was like uh being reborn basically Well, yeah, I mean, we knew
1: we could we could be funny because like when we used to do stuff in promo class for for Dream and, you know, because we would always do very serious stuff. But once there started to be more characters around, um, we were able to play a little bit more and we found, you know, we knew that we could find ways of being entertaining and not just being, you know, these menacing two dudes you know, we knew we were more. So it was, you know, it was always so awesome that we finally got to show that.
0: Well, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was fantastic. I thought it was great to see a different side of you guys and, you know, laugh out loud moments on several of those skits. So I, I was very entertained. A lot of people I spoke with felt the same way. So I thought you guys, you guys did a wonderful job with that. So let me ask you a question. When you look back, you know, I'm going to ask that traditional question about your most memorable match, right? Because, Was there one you look back on and say, okay, that was it. That was it right there. That was the one. Can you guys think of a match like that?
1: Oh, man. I have a hard time remembering a lot of matches. Um, Or an opponent. I mean, when we did – when we won the tag titles was one, you know, against Neville and and Graves Um, for me. I know the match when we – the Falls Count Anywhere match we had with – Camacho and Hunico. That was big. That you one know, changed our push. Yeah,
2: completely. That was a big that game changer for us. Yeah. Um, but I, I gotta say, it was probably I don't know why, Vic, but you know, yeah, wrestling in New Age Outlaws was it was super cool because it was mm-hmm. our first pay-per-view. But man, there was just something about being in the ring with two cool for whatever reason.
1: Yeah, that one too. Like, I, I feel like I remember more NXT matches than I yeah. <laughs> can anything else, you know, because, um, we, you know, we had it so good in that aspect in NXT where we really got to, I think, push ourselves harder, um, yeah. Yeah. you know, with, with more people anyway, because, like, we, we did have such a, like, a wide variety there to work with. Like, even when you go from Hunico and Camacho to two cool, to um like uh finn Balor and kent and uh kenta yeah and kenta and stuff like that like it was and you know when we worked the wolves um that was always really memorable too
2: yeah um there was a lot of good when you go back and now you're even talking about that you think about all the variety and and differences of yeah, all the people that we worked in that just goes to show that, like, we can work with just about anybody. Oh, yeah, you know, whether it's the lucha style or the Japanese style or the traditional American style or the big man style, because we worked big show too. You know, yeah. there wasn't nothing that we couldn't do. Yeah, there's a lot when I think about it. I never even thought about that until just now, actually. Yeah. Well,
0: it's like I mentioned in my opening segment about you guys, innovative yet powerful in ring tactics. And that's kind of what I think about with you guys. You're, you're so innovative yet you had this menacing, powerful way about you, you know? And I think Mm -hmm. that's what makes you so unique.
1: I know we just bring in an intensity that seems to be kind of, I don't know, unmatched, you know, I think uh, from what, you know, I like, I feel like we overwhelm people sometimes with just the energy that we have with us. Um, And it's weird because I don't feel like
2: I'd take that with me anywhere else. (laughs) Well, that's what I was going to say. You're doing the interview and you're like, they're just two laid back dudes just chilling and talking. But something about when that music hits, it's like we're just two freaking monsters, man. I don't even know how to explain it. Yeah, We're so amped up.
0: Well, You guys had your final match in WWE in 2019 against Heavy Machinery. Did you guys know at that time that that could be your last one with, uh, with the company no. at that time? <laughs> no. I
1: think we were, we were thinking we were still coming back the next week, or I guess we did come back the next week in Montreal, and that was when they did the draft. And um, they would told us we were going to be moved – or we were staying on Raw, I guess, is what uh, we were told. So it was just like, okay – gonna go home and be back again next week and be working on main event or whatever it is that they were doing before raw and um, then we just didn't come back. <laughs> <laughs> figure I took I took one day off. I asked for one Monday night raw off because I had something going on and uh, they decided not to bring us back after that
0: yeah I, mean, I was totally blindsided I mean just from a from a fan standpoint it's like what are you kidding me right now what's what's going on right here you know I don't I don't understand why they're letting these guys go because they're probably one of the best things they got going right now in the tag team division it was it was it was mind-blowing it was yeah. what it
2: was yeah. you know <laughs> I think in the in the grand scheme of things like everything's meant for a reason and You know, I think it was time for us to check out, too, to be honest with you. And, I, you know, as much as I hate saying that, I I do think that, you know, Vic and I needed to, uh, quote-unquote, take a break for a little bit. It just so happened that COVID happened, and I think everybody was forced to take a break. (laughs) Yeah, we'd already had
1: a long one before that, but COVID hit again. So it was just, you know, back into the... Back into the cage again for a little bit. So, but I mean, like, I know we needed the time off. I know I was, I was angry for about a month and then I just didn't care anymore. And I figured, oh, that feels worse, not caring. So I should probably do something about that.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So when you look back on your run in NXT and of course the main roster at WWE, is there anything you would have done differently? Or would you have kept it exactly the same? What what are your thoughts on that? In...
1: (laughs) I don't That's know because, like, there's nothing I would have done differently in NXT. Um, Definitely not and, there, you know. And I, I remember I talked to Kane about, I think our first first kind of day up, and like that was the only thing I ever ever had a question about was if, you know, we had gone to talk to Vince about something, would it have changed anything for the better or the worse? And I just remember Kane saying, you know, it could have gone either way. And there's no point in beating beating yourself up about it. And, you know, that was the only thing I could ever think of. Because I know we did, we always did what, you know, we felt we should be doing the rest of the time, you know.
0: Um, Yeah. All right, guys. Well, so this is going to be the cranium shot portion of the show. I'm going to say a name. So, going to be a tag team that you've been in the ring with or been associated with at some point in time. You just give me the first thing that pops in your mind. Can be one word. Can be several words. Whatever comes to mind. Okay, you ready? <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. Prime time players. <laughs> that is – that's all I'm going to say. I'll keep it right there.
1: Oh, I mean, <laughs> I, had like, I had like 20 things shoot through my mind all at once because when <laughs> – I, I, yeah, I like love them. Oh, yeah. How do you <laughs> not I love them? them. Yeah, well, I mean, and both of them too. I just mean it was
2: funny the way it worked out, I guess. All
0: right, the shield.
2: Oh, yeah. oh it was awesome. Have- yeah like yeah they're they're just all three great dudes i mean they're just phen- yeah awesome yeah you can't you can't what the heck
0: yeah all right miz now
2: <laughs> god <Man>. Love them.
1: <laughs> loved them and yeah wow did they ever uh that was one they really messed up on too right yeah. oh yeah
0: right all right, the bludgeon brothers. Oh wow. That's a tough one. I think ouch
1: because I remember yeah. taking that finish and that hurt. But you know, both are
0: both both are brothers, that's for sure.
2: Yeah, brothers.
0: All right, finally the new day. The best.
2: I'm just thinking of booty shaking. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, <laughs> I've never my booty against Big E.
1: What I always think of is I just yeah. when I go into a store now in a mall somewhere and when I see the superstars that are on things, I couldn't be happier that I see those three dudes um, yep. representing wrestling and they're so the company.
2: Yeah, there's not there's not three better guys in the business than those three. Kofi's like family, you know, to, to my wife and I, you know, she's best friends with Chi Chi, his wife. And it's just, he's, I mean, it's just, I mean, they are just like, I don't know. Like I, I agree, Vic, like I love them guys so much. They were so good to us and they, they believed in us so much. Yeah. I mean,
1: I lived with Woods for a couple of years and I know what he went through in that time as well. Just, you know, between the transition and them, you know, we were working you know, them as they were becoming the new day and stuff. And,
0: um, yeah. You know, so it's. How can you not get incredible. a smile on your face when you see a box of bootios on the shelf? Yeah. You know? oh, oh, my yeah.
2: God. Incredible. Yeah. I just wish nothing but success for, for all three of them for the rest yeah. of their life. You're just such great people. Yeah.
0: So, where can fans follow you guys on social media?
1: Uh, well, I know we got both our Twitters and Instagrams and um, I don't know, big cons is a little easier than mine because mine's, you know, at Vic underscore the underscore space Lord. And that's for both Instagram and
2: Twitter. And mine's big underscore con one. And just look, all you got to do is look for the verifications, the little blue checks on our stuff. You'll yeah. Finish. Yeah. <laughs> There's not too many fake accounts of me. I don't think. <laughs>
0: But guys, cannot wait to see you in action. UCW, it's going to be Summer Slamboree, September the 12th, Sunday, September 12th, Greenville, South Carolina. You can purchase your tickets on UCW's website. It's ucwtv.com. Again, that's ucwtv.com. Go out there right now, purchase your tickets. You don't want to miss these guys in action. It's going to be a fantastic show in Greenville, South Carolina. Guys, I cannot thank you enough. It's been an absolute honor to talk to both of you. Pleasure to have this conversation with you. Thank you, guys. Good luck with everything that's going to happen to you in the, in the near future. And congratulations on everything that you've experienced and all the success you've had thus far.
1: Oh, well, thank you so much. Thank
2: really you. appreciate thank that, man.
0: Yeah, thank you for this interview.